Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Couple of uh, breaking news items here on The Fan. Powered by Odyssey and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. First, uh, Sham Sharania saying Heat star Bam Adebayo has suffered a torn UCL in his right thumb and will undergo surgery, the team says. So that's a, a blow for the Miami Heat. I would assume he'll play with that, but either way, uh, just a matter of how long he'll be out. Uh, and then Jeff Passan uh, also reporting that the players, uh, Major League Baseball Players Union, have been told that the collective bargaining negotiations are done for the day. Uh, and again, coming up tonight is when the lockout can officially begin by the owners, and they so choose to do that, which everybody expects. I believe it's right before 11 o'clock is when it can officially kick in central time, like 10.59 or 10.57, something weird like that, uh, tonight. Uh, so then it can begin, and then free agency halts, no trades, no nothing. Um, nobody can do interviews from the teams on the radio. Nobody can do anything. Like, everything just completely shuts down, uh, and then we just sit and wait. And it's probably going to be months. I believe John Heyman earlier uh, thinks it'll go into at least February. I think they're going to miss games. <clears throat> That's how long I think this is going to go, but we'll have to wait and see how the whole thing uh, plays out. Okay, so Gary Gary knows what I was knew what I was going to do. And I'm going to tell you what's going on. So this is the deal. We were doing uh, our topic on the Wendy's Big Show earlier. And we did one topic. That's fun. You know, what's been your favorite part of the Packers 9-3 season? Okay, no big deal. Then we did a topic based off of a caller uh, that called into the show uh, yesterday when we were doing our top three coaches in the NFL and Dan Orlovsky, uh, the former NFL quarterback, said Matt LaFleur is in his top three, and we did his whole topic. Well, one of the callers uh, called in, one of the listeners called in yesterday and pretty much said they can win with any coach, pretty much. So we played that back um, and said, you know, why do you think the Packers haven't won more Super Bowls 
with Aaron Rodgers. That was the jump, was, was that call. So while we're having this conversation, I, I get a tweet, uh, as does the Big Show Network and all of that. Uh, and Pete says, knew that a 12 topic would slant a bashing of him, especially that Sparky and Gary are leading the conversation, and that's okay because it's to be expected. To blame him for only one Super Bowl win is ridiculous. Can't wait till we have to try and win one without him. And then I replied back. I'm like, when did I say that? I blamed the front office for not going all in more over the course of time like they have this year. They're doing it this year because they think this very well could be the last year with Aaron Rodgers, their Hall of Fame quarterback. And I argued on the air that I thought they should have done this more. So I'm not exactly sure how I threw 12 under the bus at any point in time, but apparently that's how he took from something that I said at some point uh, during that topic. So I told him this. Pete is his name. Uh, So then he responds back. I'm just saying you and Gary have a history of being down on 12. And that's fine because 12 is not perfect. I just knew all the 12 haters would come out of the woodwork with that topic. People like Lou was a perfect example. Okay, and that was a a caller. And I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do a topic on your tweets at 2 o'clock. Make sure to tune in and call in. He said, well, I'm at the office at 430, listening on the app, won't be able to call, but I'll be listening. Fine, good. So, hi, Pete. Thanks for listening. This is why I want to, because I want to clear this up right now. I, I want it all on the table. Phone lines are going to be wide open, right? I don't, my opinion, I don't think there's a wrong answer in this. It's your opinion, as we did earlier with Leroy. It's opinion radio. You have your opinion, I have mine. We may not agree, we have our own opinions. But I seriously want to know the framework and the basis of what goes into being an Aaron Rodgers hater, right? So when you say so-and-so's a Rodgers hater, so-and-so's a 12 hater, because I see it all the time on social media, all the time. Not just me. I'm not saying people say it about me necessarily, or people say it about Gary, but people say it about people on TV all the time. Oh, that guy's a 12 hater. Oh, I can't listen to him. He's a 12 hater. Okay. So this is what I want to know. You tell me and everybody else listening, in your opinion, as a Packer fan, what makes somebody an Aaron Rodgers hater? That's what I want to know. And two, I want to know who you think these so-called Aaron Rodgers haters are. Those two things. You can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan, or you can simply pick up the phone and call and tell me what makes an Aaron Rodgers hater and who are these Rodgers haters that you think exist in today's society that are all about not giving Rodgers a fair shot or hating on Rodgers or however you deem this. That, that's what I want to know. Help me be educated and learn what being a Rodgers hater entails. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'll sit here and I'll wait. I just want to know what this all entails. Because I've heard it now for several years. Several years. Like, I don't ever remember hearing this about Favre. I was doing talk radio back then. I don't remember the term Favre hater Ever coming up, people hating on bread, people not giving bread a fair shot. None of that stuff happened. None of it. Now, when the, the separation came and the divorce came between the Packers and him, yeah, sure. Then that term started coming up. You just don't like bread. Why do you hate bread? Brett won a Super Bowl. Brett took us to two. Leave bread alone. Heard all that. Lived through all of that. Right? He's doing Greta Van Susteren on Fox and all this other stuff. Fine. Lived through it. Know all about it. That split the, that that split Packer Nation. 
But this whole Rodgers hater thing, this is going on before this last offseason. This has been going on for two, three years, at least with people saying guys are Aaron Rodgers haters, 12 haters. I want to be educated. You tell me what you think makes an Aaron Rodgers hater. Is it simply criticizing Aaron Rodgers? Is it simply saying, you know, look, yeah, we expect more from Aaron Rodgers. He's got to play better than he did. Does that classify as being a hater? He didn't get the ball into the end zone in that red zone opportunity. That was on him. Or he missed an open receiver there, and he missed an open receiver there, and he held on to the two ball too long there. Is all of that hating? Does all of that classify as being a 12 hater? Is being a 12 hater essentially critiquing 12 and criticizing 12 for something he does wrong? Is that what that is? I'm just trying to figure out because I don't know if I am a 12 hater, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I do. Maybe I am a 12 hater. I don't think I am, but maybe I am. And once you all tell me what all goes into this, I can better understand. And then if I am, then okay, fine. I'll wear the label. I'm fine with it. If that's what it is. I don't think I am, but let's see. Nate, north side of Milwaukee. You're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What makes an Aaron Rodgers hater? And who are the said Aaron Rodgers haters in your mind? Well, I'll start off with me. I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater, I guess. <laughs> because, because you know what an Aaron Rodgers hater is? An Aaron Rodgers hater is somebody who doesn't agree with everything he does. And people like Ryan Horvath every day or uh, every time I hear him on the radio, if you don't if you don't agree with everything Aaron Rodgers does, you're an Aaron Rodgers hater. As far as I'm concerned, when Aaron Rodgers is missing, not not looking at Aaron Jones wide open for a touchdown, and I criticize him about it, that's not me being. I don't feel like that's being a hater. But guess what? They consider that hate when he throws an interception that he should not have thrown, or he had wide open other people, or he forces the ball to Devontae Adams. I guess people consider that hater. But for me, is if you if you go if you if you can't criticize this man, then like I don't understand. You can't criti- you criticize everybody else on the team when when Mason doesn't do his job. Why can't we say when Aaron Rodgers misses wide open people when he doesn't when he holds the ball and you got the running back standing right there open for the checkdown and he throws a, a contested ball on third down. How can we, like, how is that being a hater? That's what I'm trying to find out. But so you think, based on everybody else's definition of being an Aaron Rodgers hater, you think that you probably are one based on their definition. Yeah, it's it's basically, if you don't agree with Aaron Rodgers, if if you don't think he's perfect, if you don't agree with every throw he makes, if you don't agree with every word he says, if you're not on his side about everything, that everything and anything, you're an Aaron Rodgers hater. All right, good. All right, Nate, thanks for the call. All right, so Nate says, comes on and says, hey, like, I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater. Not me, but Nate. He thinks he is. Based on all these people saying what Aaron Rodgers haters are that he's come across, he thinks he's one of those people. I'm just trying to figure out if I am one and what makes one. Trying to get educated. That's all. Tell me understand. Jeff in Holman, that's out uh, in Lacrosse, uh, listening on the Odyssey app. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, um, I hear discussion about should we want more with Rogers, 
won the Super Bowl and that. Well, I'm trying to figure out is I what think- what makes an Aaron Rodgers hater, Jeff? That that's what I want to know. Because if you seemingly if you criticize Rodgers for not winning more Super Bowls or whatever, does that make you a Rodgers hater? No. It does not. I think uh, no, because uh, I think it's you know in the heart of every Green Bay Packer fan is they want their team to be on top of the NFC. They want them to be on the top of the of the conference. They want to show that we are we mean something uh, and that we're a good team and that we have championships to hold up against other teams like Pittsburgh, New England, and you know that we're good and we're, we're legitimate. I think with a hater, it's because they uh, they see some personal animosity with what uh, they think about knowing what Rogers is. So, give, can you cite me an example of what somebody would say if they were a hater about Rogers that you've heard somebody say? Maybe a friend, a person well, on the radio. Well, it was like, uh, well, he threw three interceptions in the championship. Brady uh, threw three chance interceptions in the championship game, the Packers' defense, which has been often criticized, gave him three opportunities to nail it in the coffin and win the championships of the game. And he didn't. And he didn't. He didn't. Jeff, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. That's Jeff in Holman uh, listening on ESPN Lacrosse or listens to the big show on ESPN Lacrosse uh, in Holman. Plucker, uh, do you think that I am a Rogers hater, a, a, a hater of 12. In your mind, do you think that is a thing? No, no. I do not. Okay, just checking. Never asked him. Well, cheers for his answer. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Mike in Greenfield. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Mike, you tell me, you tell Dan Plucker, what makes a Rogers hater, a 12 hater in your mind? Okay, that's a person who has un. Is my phone echoing? No, you sound good, Mike. You're good, buddy. Okay. Um, Having unrealistic expectations of a human being as good as he is. And and I'll tell you, um, you're not a hater because just because you critique him, Rogers is very critical of all the people around him. He expects near perfection, at least trying your best and working at it, studying so if you are critiquing him, that's no big deal. But people who who think that it's all on Aaron that we only have one Super Bowl with him, you know that's ridiculous. You know when he uh, play, you know does some of the stuff with the media, I get a little frustrated with him. But I'm not a hater. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And again, those that label those people haters. There are, I guarantee you, people that don't think that they are, but they are labeled that way by the Packer fan base. Uh, Third Coast Cowboy tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio in in response to, you know, what makes somebody an Aaron Rodgers hater and who are they? By the way, I've not seen anybody or heard anybody say who these people are that are Aaron Rodgers haters. I can name a couple off the top of my head that I've seen people tweet about in the past. Uh, Third Coast Cowboy says, anyone who questions Aaron or mentions a future without him is considered a hater by the cold-filtered portion of of the fan base. And obviously talking about the Packers uh, fan base is how he does it. So I, I'm thinking I was right on where I think this is. It seems like those that are critical of Rodgers are considered considered haters. 
those that praise and love him nonstop and never blame him for anything, those are the people that are considered the people that are not haters. That's what it seems like. But I, I'm still here to listen to more uh, if people have more of a reasoning of what makes somebody an Aaron Rodgers hater at this point, uh, like Gary and I were called earlier. And again, I'm fine with it. Like, if I am, I'll okay, I'll, I'll wear it. No problem. If I am, I, I don't think I am, but that's why I want to learn more about what makes somebody an Aaron Rodgers hater. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. James in Waukesha, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, James? Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Hey, um, I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. As far as Green Bay Packer fans um, and they're hating or whatever. Vince Lombardi said the most, the three most important things in life are family, God, and Green Bay Packers, and not necessarily in that order, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And that resonates with with us here, right? Um, that bleed to green and gold. Sure. And we know where he is on family, right? No question. We know where he is with the Green Bay Packers, right? Yes. I don't, and I'm not going to judge him on God. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go there. But I think it, it, I don't think it has anything to do with what he's done on the field, Super Bowls, any of that. I, I think it's we 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 don't get the real deal. And with Brett Favre, we got the real deal. With Tom Brady, you get the real deal. With it, and I can go on and on. I guess that's all I got. You know, that's that's the thing. Thanks for the call. I think that's good, James. Appreciate it. So he brings up the the family aspect of Rodgers. I don't really care about that one way or the other. I really don't. Whatever. It is what it is. Do I understand their beef or whatever is going on? No, because I don't know the inner workings of it. I don't know why they're not talking or if they're still not talking. You're all of his ex-girlfriends. Uh, on TV talking about what they think is going on and so forth. I think Olivia Wilde was the last one who thought she was close to getting them to be talking again and then whatever happened. Um, so that is what it is, right? It Whatever. Uh, his his uh, girlfriend situation with all these public uh, figures that he's dating or whatever else, yeah, it's fun to mess around with one way or the other and saying, ah, oh, she's good for him, ah, oh, she's not, whatever. I don't think that has anything to do with being a hater one way or the other. People did that to Tony Romo, too, when he was with the Cowboys. Um, But for me, when we start talking about uh, Rodgers and being a hater or not, is this same thing going to apply to Jordan Love? So if you constantly critique and ask for Jordan Love to be traded and rip Jordan Love and are constantly anti-Jordan Love, does that then make you a Jordan Love hater? Because your love for Aaron Rodgers is so deep that you can't move on? Does that make you a love hater? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Because I've, I've seen it the other way, too. I've seen some people that will go out of their way to throw a shot at Jordan Love, and the man's not even playing in the game. And they'll take their veiled shot at Jordan Love from time to time. On social media, not playing. All of a sudden, boom, there's a Jordan Love zinger. For what reason? I have no idea, but he's not even playing. Because this same thing, there are some of you, I don't know how many, but there are some of you that couldn't 
stand Aaron Rodgers when he came in for Brett Favre. Couldn't stand him. Didn't want him. Wanted him traded. How stupid. Stay with Favre. Continue to roll with Favre. He's fine. He just took you to a conference championship game. Why would you go out with somebody you don't even know how good he is? Da-da-da-da-da. People were booing Rodgers at training camp. Some of you are those same people now that are saying and defending Rodgers to the death. Which is fine. I got no problem with that. All I'm saying is, if you're going to say other people are haters because they criticize or critique or whatever you want to call it of Rodgers and don't think he's perfect, if that's what you think, just ask yourself, were you the same person that was anti-Rodgers when we had Favre and weren't ready or willing to give this man a chance? Are you the same guy or the same female that was doing the same thing? And now, are you doing the exact same thing to Jordan Love that you did to Aaron Rodgers back then when Brett Favre was at the end, at his end of time in Green Bay? Hmm. Wondering. Curious. All right, what makes an Aaron Rodgers hater? Who are they? Because I've not seen anybody tweet it, and I've not had anybody call in and say who all these Aaron Rodgers haters are. I've got some. I've got some I've heard people call that are haters. So we'll talk about that coming up next. Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan asking, what makes... An Aaron Rodgers hater, and who are they? What makes a Rodgers hater, and who are those people? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Also, John Heyman of uh, MLB Network and RSC MLB Insider joined us a little bit earlier uh, today. We'll play that back for you, too. I thought it was a really, really uh, good interview. I want you to check that out. Talks about the Brewers, talks about the lockout, uh, talks about possible rule changes and so forth. Good stuff. Uh, so stay tuned for that. James in Racine, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, James? Hey, what's going on, Sparky? So a a hater is just a name call that they will lash out at you with, so that way they don't actually have to confront what you're talking about. I'm a Bears fan, actually, and even at the with the Bears, we get the same type of treatment if we're not you know, bending over for anything the organization does or whatever quarterback we have in uh, starting for that that week. Right. If we're not, if we're if we're critical in any way, we're automatically a hater and and sometimes not even a real fan allegedly. Um, and so it's just the simplest way for them to not address you know what you're actually saying. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot of issues um, that 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 you can bring up that actually matter, um, and they just don't have answers for it. But that's all I got. For all you. right, James. Thanks for the call. That's from a Bears fan standpoint, not even from a Packers fan standpoint of what makes a Rodgers hater. Tony tweets at 12:50 a.m. The fan and at Sparky Radio. And Aaron Rodgers hater is someone who ties in his off the field issues with his on field production. He's playing bad because of Danica, Olivia, or his family, or his weird haircut, etc. Take Brady out of the equation. Who would be the goat? Uh, Joe Montana, because he's my goat, even with Tom Brady. And in my opinion, Rodgers can't be the goal with one Super Bowl appearance and one win. Like, that's that's just not a thing. Again, we all judge it differently. Rami doesn't judge by rings, Super Bowl rings. I do. Um, so, yeah, no, he's not in that conversation. Just like Giannis is not in the conversation for greatest ever unless he wins several more rings. You're not going to be there with Kobe and LeBron and Michael and be telling me you're the greatest of all time and you have one championship. Mm-mm. That's, again, opinion-based, so you can disagree and you can have your take on why you think, uh, but when you have uh, a record like he has in, in conference championship games and one Super Bowl appearance and then you want to start talking about grace of all time, no, I don't, I don't I don't think he gets to be in there. You can tell me all you want about his quarterback rating being great and being the best, and that's wonderful. That's great. But at the end of the day, it's going to be based on results when you start comparing quarterback to quarterback. Because, again, we're not talking about Rodgers to everybody in the league today. 
Now you're talking about Rodgers to everybody in the league ever that played the position. That's that's even a bigger scope of things. Now, maybe I'm being a Rodgers hater again because I, I view it that way. But again, just opinion. Uh, let's see. Number one in cable TV news. That's a that's a cute one. He's got it. So that's a hold on here. Is that Mr. Rogers in his little uh, picture? It sure is. Huh. How about that? I've never seen Mr. Rogers as a, a person's thing. Uh, Sparky, it's anyone dumb enough to have just said to have said just trade him and was fine with Goody's mistake uh, playing quarterback. And there were a ton of them four months ago. A ton. Yeah. Sure. Okay. If that's what makes a, a 12 hater, then I guess I'm a 12 hater. If that's what it makes. Because when that story came out on draft day last year, I said, if this is true, if this is true, and he doesn't want to be here, and his guys are calling teams, telling them to call the Packers to try and get Rodgers out of there. I said, if that was all true and he don't want to be here, toodles. Because you were going to get more for him last year in the draft than you will this year. Because he, at that point, he still had, what, three years left on his contract this year and two more years. So that new team would have got him for three years. All the money was laid out and was favorable for the most part, to the team compared to all these other star quarterbacks at this point. Like, it all played out. You would not, in my opinion, compensation-wise, was going to be unmatched, which you're going to end up with now if they decide to trade. Well, not they, Rodgers. Because, again, Rodgers controls this whole thing. So if Rodgers wants to stay, then I'm guessing he's going to stay. But if he doesn't, and he still wants to move on, regardless of what happens in the postseason, now they have to trade him, they're not, I don't think, they're going to get the same compensation as they would have last year. And my reasoning then is the same as it is now. If you don't want to be somewhere, then don't be. See ya. You're unhappy. You can go find another job. No problem. Have at it. See ya. You're not that unhappy? Oh, okay. Well, then uh, then be quiet. Enough. And that's what this was with Rodgers. If, if that's what was going on, fine. Then I'm a Rodgers hater. But that I would have the same take on any other player. If this was a Bakhtiari, if this was Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, whoever, and all of that was going on, and behind the scenes they're calling teams and trying to get them to trade for their guy because he wants out and all this other stuff. If that all was happening, I don't care who the player is. Don't care how good you are. You don't want to be here, then you won't have to be. And we'll move on. I'm not dealing with that. Why would I want to deal with that? Why would anybody want to deal with that? But at the end of the day, Rodgers won. Got a year cut off his contract. Now he's in a position to make player acquisitions like Randall Cobb. So he won there too. I've said before, he completely won that whole deal. That was a win for Aaron Rodgers. A complete win. And obviously it's a win for the Green Bay Packers because they have a chance to go and win a Super Bowl now. Will they or not? I don't know. But with him, they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. With Jordan Love, this being his first year starting, there was going to be zero chance of winning a Super Bowl. Brian, Southside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madison, 1250 AM. Fan, What's up, Brian? Yeah, just real quick. I just wanted to clear something up. Sure. Um, people, I think they're a little confused on, on, on hating on Rodgers. See, the thing of it is, just because you got something critical to say about Rodgers doesn't necessarily mean you hating on him. You know what I mean? Thank you. Hating on somebody means that you're jealous of what he does and what you don't have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. A lot of franchises wish they had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. A.K.A. Bears. They're still looking for one. Since when? 85? I don't know. But the thing of it is, you can be critical of your quarterback and not be a hater. You know? 
It's hate is it was when a team or a fan from another team wished they had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to clear that up. I've been listening to the radio since I, you know, I'm 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 on my way home from picking up my son. I was like, man, these these young cats are confused about what a hater is, man. Thank you. Okay, very good, Brian. We agree. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. So Pete, uh, who started this whole thing by tweeting at uh, me and Gary during the big show during one of our topics, and then I read. Uh, you know what he had to say and i said make sure you're listening when we do midday madness so he's at work he can't call so he just he tweeted in uh and he says it's not about agreeing with everything 12 does or says a perfect example is a few weeks ago against the seahawks when we won sparky and gary start off uh the after game show the post game show i'm presenting to you by lakeland uh university uh with complaining about 12 missing a few throws after a win pete this is the deal I I don't know um, how to do a post game show for everybody necessarily, right? I mean, I've done Bucks post game shows for a long time. Um, I've done Brewer post game shows. I did those for a decade with Tim Allen. Done Packer post game shows with Gary for a number of seasons uh, prior to uh, Bill getting here, uh, and now I'm doing post game shows with Gary again, as is Dan Plucker. I don't know how to make everybody happy. When doing a post-game show, the only way I know how to do a post-game show when I'm hosting is to give you my reactions to what I see, things that are on the top of my head, things that stand out to me in the game. And he did miss throws in that game. He definitely did. Now, if in your opinion it's, okay, listen, when we win, I don't want you being critical of 12 for missing throws or holding on the ball too long, whatever. We won, just move on. Let's not talk about it. If that's what you want, I don't know if I can do that. Because then, now you're asking me to do something that, again, I just don't think I can. That'd be like saying, Giannis misses free throws, you know, four or five free throws, uh, down the stretch of a game or whatever the case may be, or is two of 12 from the line. You win, but you don't want to talk about Giannis missing 10 free throws in the game. Well, no, that's a storyline. He missed 10 free throws. I don't care if they won or not. That's a storyline of something to be talked about. That, that's no, that, that's just me. Now, again, I understand why you're why you think that makes us quote unquote haters or whatever, because we're critical of Rodgers even in a win. But the truth of the was he did miss throws. Like I I don't believe anything Gary or I said that night when we were talking about it necessarily was wrong. I'd have to go back and listen to it. Obviously, you remember it better than I do. But I remember talking about Rodgers missing throws uh, in that game that normally he would make. Without question. Now, again, it's got the toe issue, got whatever else uh, going on. Um, but, yeah. Plucker, how do you do a post-game show when you do a post-game show? Now, you don't, you know, you've been just doing post-game shows this year and you've filled in done some Bucks post-game shows in the past and so forth, but how do you go about doing your post-game show? Is there anything where you go, if they win, then I'm not even addressing this player regardless of how good or bad that player did, and we're just going to move on? No, I'm just going to shoot it straight. I'm just going to say what I think about the game. Honestly, like if if I think if the Packers win and I didn't think Aaron Rodgers played well, I'll say that. And that's not me being a hater. And if he plays really well and they win or lose, I'll praise him for playing really well. It's it all just depends on what goes on in the game and why I think they lost. Well, see, and that's that's the thing. Um 
that I don't know, I, I don't really struggle with, but I understand, right? So if if you're a huge fan of a player and your team wins, I don't want to hear you being critical of my favorite player. We won. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, they won. Let's just talk about all the positive things, and let's not talk about the negative things in a win because they did win. Okay? Fair enough. I just, I'm not built that way. Like, when Tim Allen and I years ago, before this radio station existed, and, you know, we were hanging out in the mid to late 90s or whatever else and going to games and stuff, Man, we would do everything that you hear Tim do on the radio or you hear me do. We would do all that in a phone conversation with each other talking because we weren't doing sports. Well, we did sports talk radio on Saturdays and WLIP back in the day in Kenosha. But, I mean, other than that, that was it. So every night after the game, we'd be talking about the game or we'd go to the game and be doing the same conversations you hear on the radio and done it for years. And I I don't do it any differently now necessarily uh, than I did back then. If anything... I think you could argue I've mellowed out quite a bit as far as going after certain uh, guys in different situations I did back then. I was far more brutal of Ned and the Braun Fielder Brewers when they were choking away second half of seasons year in and year out, far more uh, than I am of anybody at this point. Really. I've mellowed quite a bit. Family will do that to you. But yeah, mellow quite a bit. All right, coming up next, uh, let's hear from John Heyman, our Odyssey MLB insider. But first, let me tell you all about Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Welcome in, Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. No, you're, it's not. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. But on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, we did have uh, John Heyman uh, on uh, the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, and he is our Odyssey MLB insider. Right, he is uh, an insider for MLB Network uh, as well. We haven't had John on uh, in a couple of weeks, but with the lockdown set to come down tonight, and it looks like it is going to because talks have broken off and are done for the day. So the lockout expected to happen tonight, just before eleven o'clock Central Time, officially, and then free agency will be shut down. Everything will be shut down uh, at that moment in time. So uh, John joined us uh, earlier today to talk about uh, everything going on and the pending lockout. Yeah, I think so. It might be difficult to sign a pitcher now, though. You have to do a physical with a pitcher, and uh, we're getting close to the end here. It's only 12 hours to go, so uh, we I think we'll see a few more signings, but I would say more likely to for be a hitter than a pitcher. All right, I, I want to clarify something with you, you being the insider and me just being a novice baseball fan. So my understanding is there doesn't have to necessarily be a lockout tonight. Now, normally in other sports, obviously, when a CBA runs out, that's what happens. Everything freezes until the new CBA is negotiated. But legitimately, they don't have to. The owners can say, we'll just continue with the offseason, continue to work on a new CBA through the offseason, and we're not locking anybody out. We're going to continue. That That is an option that nobody is talking about, correct? Yes, uh, that yes, that is an option. They could do that, but uh, you know it's all part of the negotiation. And uh, the owners, uh, you know, well, they love these players and they want to obviously sign these players, and they're spending a lot for these players. Uh, you know, they want to make sure they get the best CBA possible. So it's part of the negotiation to lock them out. And 
you know, they probably think it provides some impetus for the uh, union and the players to uh, try to get something done uh, more quickly. But uh, I don't know. You know, it may it may not it may not work. We'll see. The players uh, seem like they have. Uh, quite a bit of resolve at this point. What's the big hang-up here, John, to, to not get this done? What what do sides, what do they want to have uh, to happen here? Yeah, yeah. The, well, if you ever saw all the president's men, that's a big hint for, for all of life. Uh, <laughs> follow the money. You know, it's all about the money. That's all it is. You know, they can talk about it being the luxury tax or, you know, the draft setup or, uh, you know, uh, the free agency it all comes down to uh, how they split up the pie. And uh, it is a, becoming a bigger and bigger pie, and they have to figure out how to split it up. And, you know, there's going to be a debate over free agency. Is it five years or six years? Is it age 29 and a half? Is arbitration going to be st- remain at three years, basically, or two? You know, are things going to be? It all relates to how much money, what share of the pie the players get. Is it 50%? Is it going to be 45 Is it going to be 55 But you know, I mean, they're going to certainly talk about playoffs, expanded playoffs and DH and all sorts of things. But in the end, it all comes down to how they split up the pie, which is basically money. So those people living in small markets like we do here in Milwaukee, there is absolutely no hope then of closing the gap between small market and large market. That's not even doesn't even sound like it's a talking point. Uh, well, you know, that was uh, Bud Selig's whole thing when he, um, you know, was in charge and in 95. Um, you know, he had that um, agenda to help the small market teams. And uh, they've certainly done a lot since then. Uh, and starting in 95, uh, when we had our, that was the last time we had a real problem in baseball, 94, 95. Um, you know, we, they, they've changed things. They've had revenue sharing, uh, different rules that have helped out the small markets. Um, you know, there's always going to be some push and pull on revenue sharing and other things. But, uh, you know, I think he got the ball rolling there. Um, you know, we shall see. Sometimes the big markets are more aligned with the players and it makes it difficult for the small markets. But, uh, you know, the Milwaukee is never going to be able to spend as much as L.A. and Chicago and New York. I just that's just not going to happen. No, I, and I would agree with that. But I think sometimes the owners, general managers, I, I think sometimes they're, they're their own worst enemy in that. I remember. When they gave Alex Rodriguez that big contract, I don't know if anybody else were even close to that number that they were giving away. I mean, I think sometimes these guys are just giving away numbers and money, and and they're bidding against themselves. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes that does happen. These agents know what they're doing, and you know, um, you know, they uh, sometimes puff things up. I guess I do think. I mean, Alex Rodriguez was twenty-five-year-old shortstop uh, who had hit. I think at one point he hit. I want to hit 340 or 350, and obviously with that huge power, um, you know, so he was a, kind of a unique free agent to be 25 as a shortstop with big power. Though at that time, it was over a 300 hitter. Um, I do think there were other teams that were at 200 million. Now, was there anybody at 252? Probably not. You know, was that a mistake? Texas determined that it was, even though he hit, he averaged around 50 home runs his three years there. Mm-hmm. And they ended up paying the Yankees to take him. Hmm. So I mean, you know, you know that that obviously was a mistake. And uh, sometimes they overbid, sometimes they overpay. You know, we'll see about Scherzer. It certainly was interesting. I mean, they certainly blew away the field. Uh, right. I think the Mets felt they needed to because, you know, in this case, the 
feeling was based on the trade when he was traded he said he only wanted to go to the Dodgers or the Padres it certainly looked like he preferred the west coast at that point uh, as it turns out i mean he lives in palm beach so uh i don't think this is a big sacrifice for him he's going to have to drive or have a driver drive him that hour to port st lucie for spring training but he'll be on the east coast and you know maybe the mets did overpay but you know sometimes when you're you know, you think you've got to, uh, they do. Um, now, sometimes they're just really bad deals, obviously. <laughs> we'll right. see how this works out. Right. But, uh, you know, obviously Alex Rodriguez's deal, Texas regretted it after three years, even though he performed. Uh, Heyman, I, uh, Mr. Heyman, by the way, this is Leroy Butler. I just got here. I, I just wanted to, before I ask my question, I just want to thank you uh, for being so available for us. This is truly amazing. You've been, um, I mean, ever but having you all year to go through this because i remember and my memory's not that great but i remember you saying that this may happen with this not so much the lockout but you know just the cba and all that remember we were going through it in 2020 with the nfl and we asked you about it so how does this end because i want to know if for some reason are they going to try to talk about rule changes um I mean, is that something that you have, have you been hearing about? Because I know they had the double header thing. Yeah. They have all these rules. Right. Do you think rule changes will be involved in that? Yeah. First of all, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Um, it's really not that difficult. I'm always free. You know, I have no, <laughs> I have nothing else to do. So it's very easy for me to be available. Well, we appreciate uh, but I do appreciate that. And I, that compliment is very nice. I feel like doing a Lambo leap, but I'm in Miami <laughs> right now. So oh, that, would be a, that would be a hell of a jump. Uh, you know, I, can, I can barely walk at this point. So that would be well, quite a jump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, there will be discussion at some point about rules, but right now it's basically about the money and figuring that mm-hmm. out. That's a very difficult thing. I would say regarding the rules, we're likely to have the universal DH, likely to be a DH in the National League. Um, I do think that they probably will be expanded playoffs. Mm. Expanded playoffs, uh, you know, brings more money to both sides. That that would seem to be something both sides could agree on. I mean, of course, if you have expanded playoffs, there might be some uh, players who are saying, you know, that if it's expanded, teams won't go as heavily for players because it's easier to get in the playoffs. You know, you can get it. You can slip in with a 500 record and whatever. So, you know, there is some thought about that as well. So it may not be as easy as it seems, but I would say the universal DH is uh, certainly uh, something that both sides seem to agree on. But it's a bargaining point because it does bring more money to the players at DHs. Uh, generally make decent salaries. So, um, you know, that's there definitely will be some discussion of rules, but right now it's all about money in terms of the end game, the final point. You know, I, I, I'm sure we're having a lockout tomorrow. Oh. Uh, MLB will impose it. I don't think there's any way around that at this point. And I think it's going to take probably you need a deadline. So what's the deadline? I think they want to have at least a three or four-week spring training uh so I would say we're talking about mid to late February that they resolve this. That'd be my guess. You know, uh, that gives them plenty of time to work on things. But at this point, I've heard there is almost no progress, mm. and oh, wow. um, I can see that because I've seen some of the proposals or heard some of them, and they're not really moving toward each other at this point. So uh, yeah, we had Corbin Burns on, and we asked him about when the next time he would throw. I wonder does that affect or not? And I was wondering that if they're going to do the universal DH, was that a, 
I mean, that can change free agency a little bit. You get a guy, hey, I'm just bring, pay a guy a couple million dollars just to hit. Not the Tellez type, but a guy that can hit. And do you think pitchers would even care about it? They don't want it. Pitchers don't really want to hit, do they, John? No, I mean, the only ones that really want to hit would be like Bumgarner, would be uh, Granky, um, you know, before that, Gallardo and Zambrano. You know, they're, you know, I'm going back to people who are retired now. That's how few hitter, pitchers can really hit now. There's like three guys who can – you know, can probably hit 200 on a consistent basis. So I would say the majority really don't care about it. Uh, some might prefer the rule of, uh, you know, they may just like National League style ball, I guess. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I do think that's the one thing they're going to resolve. And it does change the equation. Certainly a DH like Delson Cruz, still a DH, he could sign today. He's talking to teams. Um, and I think teams are generally assuming that there will be a universal DH, so he, he could sign with a National League team potentially. Um, you know, that certainly helps him. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, who can play the outfield and mm-hmm. first base to some degree, I mean, uh, he had fun with it in the playoffs. He's certainly not an everyday first baseman, but it uh, certainly would help him. Um, you know, it's, it certainly would help uh, a lot of players, not just those two, but a lot of players financially if there was a universal DH. So that is a, it would be a plus for the players to get that. Our Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Catch him on MLB Network. Follow him on Twitter at John Heyman. We had you on a couple of weeks ago. I simply asked, I thought it was a fair ask, to simply, can you please give us the Brewers link to somebody at some point, sometime soon? <laughs> it's been two weeks. Just a rumor. It's right. been it's been yeah. two weeks, John. I don't miss any of your tweets. I go back and look to make sure yeah. I didn't miss a tweet. I still haven't seen yeah. them attached to anybody of significance, and Severino doesn't count. So somebody legit. Exactly. I still haven't seen it, John. Well, they certainly do need – I mean, I think their pitching is in better shape than most. Yes. And the market has turned out to be really, really high for pitching anyway. So I don't blame them for avoiding pitching. But, I mean, I don't think the, the, the outfield market has really developed. I mean, obviously we saw the former Brewer now, obviously, Ayo Garcia sign, um, you know, then Marte signed. I mean, he was the one center fielder, so he was in a unique position. Uh, cannot sign, but – you still have Rosario out there. You still have Sam uh, out there. You still have Conforto. Um, you still have Soler. Uh, you know, you have Castellanos. Yep. Maybe a reach for Milwaukee, but that would be certainly be sweet. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there's at least a half dozen guys who really could impact a lineup and play the outfield. And to me, that's probably the spot that they need to go. I mean, uh, losing Garcia, that's a big loss. He had 29 home runs yep. this year, so it's a big loss. I mean, they might even... I don't know what they think. I mean, I, I didn't look at it as something that I disagreed with at the time, so maybe not fair for me to say, but in retrospect, they probably could have given him the qualifying offer. I, I've heard he would have turned it down, but who knew at the time, right? I mean, we didn't know the market was going to explode like this. You know, if he turned it down, they wouldn't have gotten him, but they would have gotten a draft choice. Uh, you know, do we think that obviously Ayel Garcia wouldn't take $18 million? I kind of think he, I thought he probably would. So I understood their decision. Then again, I didn't get giving Syndergaard the 18 million and I didn't get somebody beating it and him leaving. Correct. So it's very hard to predict these things. You know, the pitching market has just exploded. And, you know, I mean, if you're a good hitter and he obviously Garcia is not a superstar, he's a good hitter. It's uh, really paid off. I mean, that, I mean, I, I certainly did not expect him to get $53 million. 
There he is, John Heyman. If you missed any of that or any of the other interviews we had, Danny Cannell was on earlier today on the Big Show, former NFL and Florida State quarterback. Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal talking Badgers football. Just hit rewind on your Odyssey uh, app, or you can go to 1250amthefan.com or bigshownetwork.com to hear any of the past Big Shows that you missed. Quick timeout, then we'll talk to Tim Allen. He's in for Rami today. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on... 12.50 a.m., The Fan. I was just talking about this guy a little bit earlier. The franchise, Tim Allen, joins us now as we get ready for the Rami Show. Tim in for Rami today. Funny, Tim Allen. I asked, I had to go pick up Rami today because he went drop off his car to get worked on over at good old W.J. Coon in Oak Creek. Uh, and I had to bring him back home. And, you know, I'm like, so, what do you got planned for your day off from? I got the big day off. Th- this dude here, I love Robbie. He goes, well, be honest. When I asked for December 1st off, I thought it was a Monday, so I'd have an extended weekend. I didn't realize until Sunday night when I talked to Sam that I actually had to work on Monday. I thought I had to take it off, but apparently not. So I mean, that's why I've got Wednesday off. <laughs> wrap around your, your off days. you got to wrap around a weekend. He it thought he did. The week, thought extends he did. the weekend. Yep. Well, I mean, what could be better? Yeah, he thought he did, but instead he picked a Wednesday. So that happens. Uh, all right, Tim Allen, what you got coming up on your show? Well, I do want to comment on, I, I was tuned into to the madness here a little while ago. Thanks. And, and, and I know the impetus behind the question of what makes a Rodgers hater. Correct. Because that I term's every, used I, a lot right now. Yeah. Every, everybody, everybody knows that uh, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think everyone's gotten to know that. Sure. But I, I think the impetus behind that question, was it not Gary Ellerson? Uh, it was around a uh, person, Pete, uh, who was tweeting in during a oh. topic earlier in the big show. Uh, that said, the question was, why do you think the Packers haven't won more Super Bowls with Rodgers going off of a caller from yesterday who had a three-minute call with us talking about how this team could win with any head coach and LaFleur doesn't deserve to be in the top three and anybody could get them to a conference championship game, including anybody in this division. So Nagy, uh, Campbell, Zimmer, those guys could all get this team to a championship if they had Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, uh, which then led to the question of, you know, why do you think the Packers haven't won more Super Bowls with Rodgers, seeing if everybody else agrees that it was simply coaching or something else? Uh, and with that, we started talking about Rodgers and people calling in about Rodgers' uh, numbers in conference championship games and losing all those conference championship games and so forth. And then a person listening tweeted again saying that Gary and I are haters of Aaron Rodgers. He's not surprised it spun this way. Da 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 da. And I tweeted back. I said, When did I say that? I said, My thing, my reasoning when I answered the question was because this front office didn't push all the chips in and go for it more than just this year. Going through Ted and Goody until this year, they've never been this aggressive in trying to win the damn thing. This is like the only year they've been this aggressive. If they would have done this once every three, four years with Favre and Rodgers, you'd have more jewelry probably at the end of the day. In the 17-year history of this radio station, I think our listeners have heard more things that you never said than any other broadcaster. I don't know, man. <laughs> why, why do you get that? It's I don't like, know. It's like, why are you so negative? Who was it? You know, again, yeah. it's just. Yeah. It happens all the time. You've witnessed most all of it. The time. Witnessed all it all the time. We used to do post game shows. I wouldn't even it. say it. It would be Tim saying it. Yep. And then people yep. would come on. Sparky, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Hey, man, I didn't say it. Yeah, you did. Tim's laughing. No, actually, just, I said it. 
think this stuff and then it just goes out there. It's, I mean, they it's, just it's, hear it's, it. It's all right, though. So, anyways, uh, so that is what it is. So, yeah, the the whole what makes a person an Aaron Rodgers hater was a question on madness. I yeah, and, and we're going to talk NFL quarterbacks today during the Rami show today. Ben Brown's going to join us from Pro Football Focus. Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, Bruce Levine. This baseball uh, lockout potentially tonight. Everyone's saying, uh, you know, it's it's going to happen, but. Can we just at least spin it positive? Maybe there's an 11th hour deal. No. I mean, Jeff negativity. Said, Jeff Passon said that the owners uh, have stated that they are done with discussions going forward for the day. Yeah, hard to get some work done when you're meeting for 30 minutes at a clip. But the funny thing is, when I brought it up with, with John Amon when he was on, they don't have to go into lockout. They can continue to negotiate and continue to have the offseason go yes. on. It's up to them if they want a lockout, which clearly they're going to do now, but they don't have to do it necessarily by definition of a CBA agreement of years past or whatever the case may no, be. It's just the organizations can't talk to players. That's the deal. Organizations can talk to other organizations. Correct. So they can, you know, GMs and presidents, they can wheel and deal all they want. They just can't consummate the deals here. But right? also because of this, these personnel people are not allowed to talk to the media either. So... The Stearns and those people aren't allowed to talk during the mm-hmm. lockout. So you're not going to hear from any of these guys during this lockout. Stearns, Council, none of those guys are allowed to talk. No. So, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's all about the almighty dollar. We'll get into that. We'll get into the, the uh, MVP, if it is a quarterback. And, again, I know you guys have discussed uh, Aaron Rodgers top to bottom, but there's, there's a dark horse. According to the statistics and their team's record, there's a dark horse at quarterback – in AFC? the NFC, Ooh, NFC. NFC, I think you could make an argument. There's great value. If you want to head to BetQL and, and get some more tips, that's fine. But I'm just telling you right now, there's, there's a quarterback in the NFC that we cannot rule out based on his numbers. Hmm. See, for me, when you said dark horse, nobody's talking about it. But Joel Burrow and those bad Bengals team, man, I'm telling you what. Justin Herbert, too. Yeah, hey, that offense has gone into the tank. Joe Lombardi, listen, I understand Lombardi's your last name, and I understand you got a lot of credit for everything Sean Payton was doing in New Orleans, but this dude has completely train-wrecked this offense. Mike Williams, in the first three, four weeks, five weeks of the season, was the guy. Mike Williams hadn't been a guy of any sort for the last six weeks, at least, and this offense has completely fallen apart. Yeah, no, his first four games, he was outstanding. Josh Allen, that's another young guy that was, you know, again, Rami, I'm sure he's getting ready to tell everybody I told you so, but he hasn't been playing well either. Yeah, but his numbers, again, we're going to have some down periods here, down games in the NFL. Uh, Don't be so quick. Uh, In fact, I'll just give you a real quick little snippet here. Sure. Uh, The state of New Jersey made more money on the NFL Okay, the state of New Jersey with their with their NFL wagering revenue made more money than any other month in history. The un, the double digit dogs that have won games, the against the spreads right. that just are just dynamite for the underdogs. It's been a loser's proposition for for NFL gambling for us right now. I took a major bath this past Sunday. My goodness. I think I hit one game, the Tampa game. So glad I don't gamble like that. So glad. I mean, you've seen me in Vegas. I have no business gambling on anything. So Yeah, we're going to be able to gamble on sports here uh, just a little north of us right now. I'm not uh, driving. I'm not going to drive two hours. Well, it's coming to Potawatomi. You know it is. Well, at some point, yeah. At some yeah. point, all these casinos will end up with sportsbook betting and so forth. And then, what does that mean for Vegas? I saw yesterday that uh, Nevada had its first $1 billion sports month. 
um, <laughs> that they've saying. ever had. And everybody was worried about legalized betting all over the country was going to affect them. It doesn't appear it's affected them all that much. No, not that much. And underdogs winning is uh, coming in handy for these guys. That's for sure. It, you just never know. Any given, I've built the new stat, AGS. Any given Sunday oh, nice. in the NFL. Uh, Dan Plucker, Plucker has something to say. Well, I think. Tim, you were saying you might have to drive a little north. Well, that same place that's a little bit north said they're making it an app so you can have it on your phone in oh, Wisconsin. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. I know my buddies uh, I down in Kenosha, they'll just drive – you know, five minutes to just park their car, car I don't, across the state line. I, I don't believe that's going to Your buddy Jimmy. I, I don't believe – I was just – I got a story about him. I was just talking to him last week. We were supposed to hang out. didn't happen. Um, but <laughs> we, we – yeah. no, no, no. There was a good reason on his side. But the, 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 for me, I don't know if that app can happen because I thought it was tribal gambling. So is it – you have to be on the reservation and it's going to work there? Because if it's oh, an good. app – how can you use it around the state of Wisconsin? It's not legal in the state of Wisconsin. It's not legal to gamble right now in Hales Corners where we are right now or Yeah, we need to wherever. confirm that. I think, is the app only going to work on the tribal reservation itself? I don't know. That, that's my question on that whole thing. Yeah. All right. Tim Allen filling in for Rami Magloff. It's going to be a fun one Let's coming go. up next. Don't go anywhere. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.